and welcome to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. My name is Harrison Cook and I'm not joined by anyone today. We actually recorded separately this week, so I'm taking this intro. Ollie, Joe and Noah have got the rest of the episode to discuss the road to September in the AFL. They're going to go through some of their pre-season predictions, um, discuss how right they were, including one that really quite miffed me at the time, but has turned out to be quite true. Noah predicting that the Swans would be outside the top eight at season. And at this stage, unless the Swans can make a late rally, it looks to be the case. And uh, that one upset me quite a bit. That one stung. But we'll see how the rest of their predictions went. Uh, Make sure to tune in for the rest of this episode. But before we get there, we do have to hit all of our socials. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials at Road Trip Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, Any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, if you'd like to get on the podcast yourself, I'm going to mention it later, but there are some exciting opportunities to get involved with the podcast coming up shortly. You can send us an email, roadtripsportspodcast at gmail.com, or you can slide into any of our DMs. If you've got a story to tell, if you just want to get on and chat sports, we're taking your comments. If you've got any mailbag questions, you can also send them through and we'll answer them on the next available podcast. This episode, like all of our recent episodes, has been sponsored by Major Sports Collectibles Australia, your one-stop shop for anything sports memorabilia related, whether it's in Australia or overseas. They've got stock on hand and they can source stuff for you. I've seen there's a Shaquille O'Neal jersey that I'm really interested in. I'm desperately trying not to buy, so please do me a favor and buy that one before I do. Um... But yeah, so Major Sports Collectibles at Major Sports Collectibles, your one-stop shop for all sports memorabilia. We've also got our own merch coming out shortly. Stay tuned for that. We're waiting on updates from our supplier just to make sure that it's coming before we start advertising it. But I can assure you, once we get that merch on hand, we will be giving it to our models. Um, I'm looking at one right in front of me um, who's going to look absolutely schmicko in our new merch. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. We're going to keep that a little bit of a surprise. Um, Make sure to follow us on all of our socials at Roadtrip Sports Pod and you can find details on our new merch. Um, We've also got an exciting segment, uh, an exciting series coming up that we're going to be debuting in, in the assistance of previewing the NFL season. So we're going to be starting a new series called Road Trip Sports Podcast, Civil War. Now, in this series, we're going to get fans on of different teams that are rivals. So we're talking Bears Packers. We're talking uh, Cowboys Eagles. We're talking 49ers Rams. We're talking uh, Patriots versus whoever else in the AFC East because they all hate them. We're going to get fans on who are rivals of each other. They've got diametrically opposed views of how their teams are going to go. And we're going to make them battle. We're going to make them debate. We're going to help get them to help us preview that division like we did last year. They're going to talk about what things are coming up in that division. And then they're going to debate which team is historically better. Uh, Now, we've got a few exciting guests coming up who've already locked in. But this is your chance to get involved. If you've been hanging off, if you've been wanting to get involved but not sure how, this is your chance to get involved. Fight for your team. If you've got a team that you back and you want to support them and you want to fight off the rival fans that have been pissing you off for so long, now is your chance. Get in touch with the podcast at Road Trip Sports Pod or via email, Podcast at gmail.com. 
get in touch with us get on board because this is your chance to defend your team's honor against your dirty rotten rival we would love to hear from you anyway that's it from me gonna take you over now to joe noah and our host ollie for road september Hello and welcome back to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. I'm your host for today, Oliver Gilmore. H isn't with me today, but I'm joined by two very special guests in Noah McDonald and Joe O'Donoghue back to the podcast after a short hiatus. Noah, how you going, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm going well. Thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure to be on the pod with you, Gilly, and my old mate, Cranky Lance, next to me. Cranky Lance. Just put you on the cranky Lance. Lanzo, how are you, mate? Yeah, not, a, not a great start from now, but good to be back in the hot seat, Gilly. Happy to, ready to ready hook in. Jump into it. Last time we had you both on the podcast, we did a few predictions. We did some players to watch, our uh, end of season, or our ladder prediction, um, some award predictions there as well. So we'll have a quick recap of those. Um, but just a couple talking points that we've been asked to talk about and a few things that we wanted to chat about on the pod. Uh, before we get into our previous predictions, some of which I must say were terrible and others were, you know, not so bad. But look, we'll start off. The main question I had for you both is, should the AFL adopt a bit of a rolling fixture? So presently in the NFL, what they can do is they can basically change the days that teams are on to sort of marry up with the the good games of the year. So, for instance, this week, a prime example would be moving Port Adelaide and Ad- Port Adelaide and Collingwood to a Friday night or even a Thursday, that time slot that no one's on this week. I'll start off with you, Joe, because I know you're a little bit opposed to this. So what's your thoughts there, mate? I'm going to come in pretty hard, Gilly. I'm very opposed. Not a little bit. I'm very opposed. I think they've got the formula. One Thursday, one Friday. Yeah, four Saturday games and three Sundays. Just pick it and stick it. Because I think the biggest issue is if like, interstate travel. Yeah, that's Imagine if you bought issue. tickets to accommodation and that, and then they a month and out. And they or, change it. Yeah, it's just yeah. That's a fair. That's a fair call. Uh, I've never really considered that for the NFL because they obviously do it. Um, they they chop and change. So they do it with their like Monday night football and Sunday night football games. Um, and they, Don't we already have a rolling fixture? Well, we do, but isn't it to like the second half of the year? Or maybe it's just done yeah, poorly. Like, like, do you just consider it's like round, it's round ones to 15 are like set from the start and then 15 onwards to 24, I'm pretty sure, are like up in the air up until they're about round 15, which is a good thing because that allows like the games like Collingwood Port to be on a Saturday night where in a fixture it might have been like that's done before the season, might be might have been a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon, so... Same as that last week when uh, the D's and Lions played on a Friday night. That's due to the rolling fixture and they're able to pit the good games with the, the good teams of that year. So Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Yeah, okay. The query... Well, I'm a big fan of having a blockbuster game on the Sunday. Like, remember last year you had the Collingwood-Carlton game on the Sunday. Those games at the G where you pack out 80,000, 90,000 because people go because they don't have the local sport. Like this week, you've got a few games, which I'll chat about later because I want a bit of advice um, on what game I should go to on Sunday. But like, you would think, imagine if, um, let's th- let's look at a game that was happening. Richmond, Richmond Hawthorne, you know, you probably don't think it's a great game, but maybe that attracts heaps of fans on a Sunday. Like you could get 60 or 70,000 to that game versus like a sad day afternoon maybe it doesn't change too much but i reckon it's a bit of a consideration for the afl maybe they do it differently joey maybe they like maybe they 
two or three or four rounds before, or however much is probably in the, the AFL's agreements, um, they try and change it and just put the marquee games on. Obviously, you don't have an idea, but they've already got a system, so maybe they just sort of delay the rest of the fixture. You know who you're playing, you know where you're going to play, but it's just a matter of what day. So maybe they uh, fix it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I do get that side of it, but I think you're at the mercy of how teams performing. And it's just, again, it comes to... It's good for TV viewers and that, because it means they're always going to get good Saturday night games. But if you're, like for yourself, if you're trying to get down to Melbourne to watch the Blues, and you don't know till yeah, a few it's a, weeks it out... it is hard, it can yeah. throw you out of whack a bit, but it's definitely... There's money to be made by having the rolling fixture, I can accept that. Yeah, for sure. I just think it gives you them an opportunity to put some marquee games. But oh, it was just something I thought about, and I thought I'd bring up with you straight away. One thing that's been raving through the media this week is the grind myers messy chat and now joey's got no idea about this he hasn't seen it he's been talking it up all day oh it's just hilarious anyway um noah's seen it so he can chime in a little bit so obviously the internet is king you can't you can't beat the internet so whatever's out in the internet if people want to make it a meme people want to make it a trend a fad they'll do it anyway so obviously there's a few fake tweets going around lately just in anything so, a fake tweet's come out from Jared Whaley on Grind Myers. So, Grind Myers had a decent year, but this is the quote, Joey. Grind Myers is to AFL what Leo Messi is to soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Messi may kick more goals, but Myers scans the field just as well. Maybe even better than Messi does. So, that's the quote. And, and you the, think, and oh, they've, yeah. And they've tagged Jared to it as well. They've put yeah, so they've, the tagged, they've tagged Jared's name. <laughs> 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 Put the photo of Jared there, like it's, even it's the speech bubbles. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, I'm the fucking pesticide. He's a rat. Well, anyway, so to to give you a bit of bit more context here, um, after it, it's blown up, so Dan Gorin just tweeted it. Like a few other, you know, notable influencers have t- tweeted this, retweeted oh, it back out of note. And and Jared's gone. Daniel, like, take this down. Like, he's on the like, he's on like SEN being like, oh, Daniel, so Jared, like, Jared knows. It Jared knows about yeah, it. He's yeah, like, oh, yeah. take it down, take it down. Like, this is not me. Fake quote, fake quote, fake quote. Like, all over social media. Anyway, so the internet's blown up with it. So all over the internet now is like Grind Myers, like quote. So here's one, another one. He's just signed an extension, but I fear the money might be too hard to resist when Paris comes knocking. Who else to replace Messi than a player who's had 110 score involvements this season? Jared Waitley on transfer interest. Grind oh, Myers. Anyway, so absolutely hilarious. Like you can't beat the unit. He's basically come out and there said... There was a North one as well on the weekend. It was like oh, a... Yeah, Comparing like Borussia Dortmund's wall, yellow wall, and some of that, yeah. I was talking about Bay Twenty Nine of North, closer to the flag. Comparing comparing North to whoever Bayern Munich played, they beat them twenty nine. <laughs> so, I don't know if you saw that similar sort of situation here. Grind Myers took it in good spirit. He was laughing about it after the game and said he'd already bought his Argentina Messi jersey for Mad Monday. Like he's ready to go, but hilarious because like you can't beat the internet, so he's going back at it. And like trying to like shut down all these rumors, like full blowing up on SEN. And Gorin just just like encouraging it from yeah. fuel to the fire. And I watched a video the other day, King, David King's trying to get him to live up, like live it up, but he's now a media king. And yeah, he was just pretty much saying, mate, you know, on everyone's Facebook pages, Twitter pages, everything, live it up. Gorin. You're the king of, nah, talking about Jared. Oh, right. Talking about Because Jared. he's on everyone's in, uh, Instagram and social media. Yeah. That North are close to a flag page 
they're probably my favourite AFL page now on Facebook. <laughs> they have some rippers. Yeah, yeah right. They do. They're pretty good. I've got to check it out then, eh? Um, well, Noah, you did make a trip to Melbourne this past week, and we will talk about your favourite game. I think there's a question in the mailbag for that, but. Mate, I'm not going to touch on North too much and how bad they are at the moment because we did we thought they were made new ground. But what was that game like? Because it was an absolute turd fest to watch on TV. I'm telling you right now. From Lee Montagna. Yeah, Lee Montagna with the poo off quote. You have to give us the other Daisy Thomas quote in a sec, Joey. But oh, mate, I I don't know. I've sat through a few hundred point drubbings at home and at the commo and at the pubs and all that stuff and 120 points, 110 points, but that on the weekend was probably one of the most bitterly disappointing performances I've ever seen on a football field. It, it was pretty bad. From not, like, it was it was even bad from Hawthorne. Hawthorne should have been up by 80 points at quarter time. It was like 26 to 4 inside 50s come quarter time. Half time we were down by a goal. I have no idea how. I think Hawthorne had kicked three goals, 15 or something. Yeah, 3.30 um, I think it was. But no, I don't really want to talk about it too much. Cause yeah, we'll, 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 we will. We will spare you um, a little bit. Um but yeah, it was bad to watch on TV. I think the one for me was when Luke McDonald got it in the pocket and he tried to switch across oh. the play and he's kicked it out on the full. And not like, oh yeah, you know, maybe five metres. He's like kicked it into the crowd, like five rows deep. Yeah, Like he's it, almost it, kicked it through his own behind post. Like it has that's come how off bad it was. his toenail of his baby toe. <laughs> right. And then there was another he's one as well the SpongeBob toe, like, in the last quarter the extension. where two of our most senior players, Luke McDonald and Jack Siebel, Ball's coming in, intercept mark, easy for one of them. There's no chat whatsoever. They've clunked into each other. Ball's dropped. Luke Bruce picked it up. Goal. And just sitting there going, oh my God. That is, that is micro, um, membership in the microwave sort of stuff, that is. Yeah. Throw the membership away. I want to say one thing as well is that, do you remember Ben Mackay? Like, he's went off his man, you know, great, pick up the spare guy. No, I ben, saw that live. That was... It was just, he is checked out. He, he's, he's if he don't, out. mate, if you don't want to be here, f off. He's probably going to the bombers. What's he, what's he done? I didn't watch the game. So he's so the the ball is kicked to someone at about you know fifty five sixty out right. Um, that guy was a little bit open, maybe ten meters in the clear. He was clearly going to get the play and kick it forward. Anyway, no, he's showing you live. All right, let's watch his live reaction. So inside fifty. Is that Ben McCoy that just rolled up? He just rolled up. He was five meters short of the mark. He was. What's about, he done there? He was about fifteen meters away from the contest, where there's two North players going to attend that contest. He's rolled up to the contest, and Mitchell Lewis has said, "I oh, will load up that plate. Kick, <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm going to Toby's going. along the way." Yeah. And he booted it and nearly hit the marble roof. He he set up the lawn chair, had a margarita, mowed the lawn, and then kicked it. It was uh, Ben McKay's checked out. Yeah, I reckon he goes to the Bombers. I'm I'm, I'm I reckon Bombers he's or Swans. Yeah, Swans. Well, apparently, he shot himself around Swans to Collingwood uh, at the start of the year, and they pretty much laughed at him for his asking price. So yeah, I think he wants Bombers would be eight hundred. Bombers would be stupid enough to pay it. Yeah. I think Swans. Yeah, I don't know. I can see him at the Swans next year. What would he roughly be on at North at the moment? Oh, 400, four hundred, four, four, five. I think he wants. I think he's asking price probably eight hundred, seven hundred. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's it's well. That's but the thing, thing is, if that if that happens, then North gets pick three as compensation. So if it's around the eight hundred mark, then North get pick three. So not really complaining. But now Griffin Logue's gone down. It's a bit scary. Yeah, hundred percent. And then like who are you left with? Core and Bonner. Like that's not probably great. bringing L Milliken and. 
Carmelo Murray's wouldn't mind going up to Zerk Thatcher from Essendon. Yeah, bringing Tom Jonas, the biggest spud captain of all time from Port. <laughs> well, Joey, we mentioned that quote from Daisy Thomas. Do you, can you remember? Do you want to rip it out? What was it? Something about oh, the watermelon yeah, yeah, bloody. Was, yeah. If that was a watermelon, he'd have pips all over him. That was that was Aiden Core. That's what footy he's playing at the moment. And what well, what was the, the one about the roof? Like, so I built the roof to let this stench out or something. Oh yeah, it was the bloody. We're gonna have to open up this roof to let the waft out of here. <laughs> to to let the what not left. Do you remember yeah. the old um, AFL games with the the quotes, Joey? What was uh, it? Um, sentimental perfect. Well, oh yeah, well there's there's quite a few. There's yeah, obviously the, the one where it was like when he's uh, on song he sings a when he's, good yeah. song. What about, oh. Kicks it straight, gun barrel straight. <laughs> the one where he was like, "Oh, um, I'm gonna have to tip the Swans today." Whoever it was, yeah, and he goes, "Oh, I well, I'm gonna, I disagree. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Sydney." <laughs> Still the goat game, AFL 06. Oh, the new one's an absolute shambles. It's yeah, it's. Honestly, probably passable now. Have they sort of fixed all those bugs? Yeah, they? a little bit, but it's still terrible. I wouldn't buy it. Um, Noah, so there is some good news. I want to give you a little bit of good news. If you haven't seen it, you might be very surprised. I'm pretty sure you would have, but Clarkson to return round 21. So you're going to get him back before the end of the year, but you're going to get him back probably with no Wardlaw and no Zohar and no... Um, basically anyone else that can play footy but Larky so <laughs> <laughs> you know he's not, he's not gonna have a lot to work with but maybe he establishes some good culture working into next year and you know give you a bit of hope see yeah, what happens I hope so I think that Hawthorne stuff got to him obviously um, it probably took its toll on the players as well so I think that's kind of where we're at when he left I don't know we had a good I don't know period for a month where we were, probably should have beaten Sydney um, probably could have beaten Essendon as well um but yeah, and then now the last past couple of weeks have been awful. I mean, Hawthorne was just disgusting to watch live as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. I've got a question as well, um, a talking point that's been passed on. Everyone wants to know, are Ruckman overrated? Are they... You're goddamn right they you are. You reckon they are? I reckon they are. Uh, I've got a question even No. <laughs> should we remove the bounce? Like, should it just be thrown up? Yes. I reckon it should be thrown up. Yes. It's I'd, just the aesthetic of the The North game. Hawks game... On the way. I don't mind a bounce to start the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I think there would have been, not even over-exaggerating, about 10 or 12-plus bounces that were called back throughout wow. the game. And that wastes about four or five seconds each time. Yeah, because it adds it's, up. Yeah, it adds up. And that adds up to save a bit. your 48-point loss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying that, but like in a, in a tight game, yeah, like, I don't know, they bounce the ball when there's 15 seconds on the clock to get into the side 450. They do a shit bounce. It goes one way. They call it back. There goes five seconds. They got ten, only got ten seconds left. So, but you'd argue for a for a field umpire, would bouncing the ball and throwing the ball be the only like coordination activities? Yeah, it's that not. Yeah, like other than that, that right. it's just aerobic. Surely stuff. you do that enough. Yeah, I think right. I think I yelled that out as a sledge. Like literally, you do nothing else during the week. I'm sure you can get your bounce right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Look, I don't know. It's a hard question. Like a good ruckman is elite but a average ruckman is just like why is he out there you know what I mean I think that's the thing Hayden McLean he's not a ruck you know what I mean like he's not really a ruck yeah fair fair oh Um, but when you look at your your Max Gorns who basically won the game well that's what I'm saying the elite elite ones are like Um, elite Um, they 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 stick out. Well, one question oh, on Rowan the Rowan Marshall, Team English. Yeah. They're winning They're winning games for their clubs. One question Tom on Hickey the Rock. winning games for clubs. Losing <laughs> games. I think maybe there's maybe a better way of 
Same, there's, there's a few rucks out there who are probably getting a bit of money for nothing. They're probably getting their pockets lined a bit more than they're worth because apart agree. from those big three you named, there's plenty where you can just have two planks of wood jumping at each other. <laughs> what's the difference? Yeah. And the midfielders are like cleaning up anyway because really how many of them apart from those guys are tapping it down blokes' throats? What's your thoughts on the um, Brody Grundy situation? So first of all, on the podcast last year, I went back and listened to it, and we said it was it was bold. It was a bold call to think that that would work. Like, Gorn isn't a traditional forward, neither is Grundy, and like none of them have ever been. You know, like Gorn's often rested forward, but I never remember Grundy like taking the game by the scruff of the neck and kicking goals. Um, that situation is ridiculous because they've come. I don't so much hate the dropping. I just hate the fact that they've said, "All right, he's going to build some form in the twos. Now they played a they had the bye in the twos. So they played a 14 on 14 or 16 on 16 scratch match. And anyway, there's like dogs on the field. Like it was like a bloody local footy <laughs> game. <laughs> anyway, so how do you tell a guy like that who's on the big bucks, who's been AA, who's been one of the best rucks in the comp? Yeah, no worries, and mate. Go down and play. Been, been promised game time too. Like when they got him, they said, no, no, you and Max are going to form the best partnership in the world. And obviously Max during the week, I don't know if this is true or not, but you'd think that Max would have said something that, I'm, I'm the best ruckman in the league. I need to play by myself. I would solo. agree. Yeah. Um, so and like, how good did he play? Like, oh, oh. That's the thing. Like, Big O is a restricting ruck. Like, he doesn't... He basically negates the other ruck from doing what they do. And he's out there and just... He is a bit of a wooden plank. He doesn't do a lot around the ground, but he's great at s- stopping the other ruckman. And Gorn just made him look like a... Um, under 12's ruck like that division 12 resis it made him look like checkers out there but um, I so saw checkers on the weekend actually did you he's yeah. at, he's at so, the north game so the funny thing was they were at the north game and they were protesting because um, Marvel didn't sell chalky milk apparently Adelaide Oval sells chalky milk so that's their big thing they've moved to Melbourne now and they're uh, they're trying to get chalky milk at Marvel so hopefully it's it's there when I'm at Marvel this weekend but I'll let you know full strength chalky milk eh full strength <laughs> I'll be on the full strength fan as I'll tell you that. Um, so, we did our ladder prediction. I'm not going to go through 1 to 18, but I'm going to give you some notables and you may, you'll, you'll scoff at these. I'll give you the good, obviously the good ones. We have Melbourne and Brisbane towards the top. Hawthorne, North and West Coast were our bottom three. It all might, sort of makes sense. I'll give you some ones that you may scoff at and, you know, you're probably listening to this thinking, where's the credibility, lads? But, you know what? Caroline Wilson and those types, they have no accountability. So, you know, we're going to do the, we're going to do something different here. Um, Bombers, we had it 15th. So, yeah, don't know about that. Could still happen. Port, Port, Port we had it 11. Bow, bow. Yeah, that's a, that's a big X. Um, we had Collingwood at 8. Bow, bow. Yeah, not sure what was happening there. Um, and we also had the Swans at 4. Uh, just wait. So, so just wait a little bit because I reckon we're going to talk <laughs> about that. Someone had a bold, bold call about the Swans, which we'll get into later. We'll start off, we'll go back and review our predictions and players to watch now. Um, we'll start off with breakout players. My first one was Tom Green. So would you say that's a tick or a cross? I reckon it's a tick. I reckon no, he stepped up a bit. Yeah. It's a tick of note. Yeah, I reckon he stepped up a bit. No Taranto, no Hopper. He's basically taken the midfield as his own. Hammy injury at the moment, so he's probably done. Um, Stuff me fantasy up. Yeah, he's, yeah, trade him out, lads, if you haven't already. Now, this was a big one from Joey. I actually really enjoy this one. He's went with Messiah Wanganine Millerer as a breakout <laughs> player, and he's dead set. <laughs> he's, tick, he's ticked that off. 
And you, your exact words were, I think he'll take the Sinclair role. And he has. Sinclair's went to the midfield, and um, Miller is getting plenty of footy back there. He's abs- he's turned into a fantasy player of note. He's, and He's helping himself. He does not mind a plus six. It, yeah, way. he loves a little uh, chip. Doesn't mind stopping by Toby's and <laughs> load up that, that plate. He reminds me a bit of early Brad Hill. Yeah, in a, in a bit. little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, obviously, like, footy's changed where backmen get a bit of footy. Yeah. Um, they're probably related, those blokes. The Hills and Millers, are, I think they're related. But I could be wrong. I could be going with... Um, yeah, maybe I know. <laughs> I, I, I know Bobby Hill and... Uh, Bobby. Bobby and Steve, like, Stephen and um, Brad. Yeah, they're, they're obviously related. Yeah, they're cousins. Yeah. yeah. Um, so who's Stephen? But I don't know who Stephen Now, is. talk to me about this one, Noah. Your... Not your player to you watch, go. your first player to watch. <laughs> Will Phillips, is it? Will Phillips. Tell us about that one. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, he's definitely had a few good... I reckon our midfield looks so much better when he's playing in it. Um, but got dropped a couple of weeks ago. He played a good game in the twos. Apparently, he wasn't happy with the game. So, he didn't um, get picked for the weekend against the Hawks. So... I don't really know where he's at. Obviously, I still think he's going to be a good player. Don't get me wrong, but, yeah, it's a bit worrying. Um, yeah. I know he's he's definitely had, like, a, been pretty unlucky with his past couple of years, his first two years in the system. Um, having Glenn fever for all of last year and then having the year on the David Noble who played him on the half-forward flank, so... Um, Maybe it's next year. Could be a breakout oh, next year. I mean, it's too hard. Like it's too hard to judge. Like, would you double down? He's and still pick twenty, him? twenty-one years old. Would you double down and pick him for next year? Yeah. All right. We'll wait and see. Oh, but he's my boy. I love him. Um. So. Well, actually, one thing I want to say is, if you pick Bailey Scott, you'd be you'd be cheering because he's been getting bulk for. Well, he had a good year last year. Now he's gone even better. Yeah. He's so a, he's had a double. Break. I'm watching him live. He is an absolute workhorse. Does he, yeah, he must run hard to get oh, footy, mate. He runs hard. <laughs> um, all right, Joey. The next one that you had, which I've got a bit of a question mark here, because obviously he's played well, but it wasn't an Errol Goulden type breakout. And you picked Justin McInerney. As a Swans fan, you've watched a bit. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I still like how he's been playing, but just he's probably just playing how he was last. Is year. it a cross? You reckon for that? Probably. Pick? Yeah. You yeah. okay. probably argue because we were winning games last year. Probably felt he was playing better. Yeah. Okay. So he might even be worse. I haven't can't say I've checked the stats compared to last year, but um, he hasn't been dreadful, but he's just been serviceable, I suppose. Yeah. And there's been plenty of other blokes on that on that team worse than him, so yeah, probably can't call it a breakout though. All right, so next one I picked was Noah Anderson, and I'm I'm it's a tick for him bra- for him breaking out, but for my bold call that I have later, it's a big cross. So I'll <laughs> I'll just touch on that. We'll go back to Noah Anderson again. Noah, you had two, and I'm going to give you a tick for one, but uh-huh. I'm going to give you a question mark for the other. Hayden Young was your first one, who's he's sort of been okay. Like he's he's been serviceable, hasn't yeah. taken a massive leap. Like, but he's got guys like Luke Ryan, um, Brennan Cox, and stuff are there. They're getting plenty of the footy. Is my next one Ned Flanders? Your next one is Ned, <laughs> aka Sam Flanders. Tell us about Sam Flanders because he had an absolute huge week in fantasy. He's a big fantasy option this week, six hundred k. Well, you. I was going to get him get him in a couple of weeks ago and didn't get around to it. Um, but no, probably will be an option. But yeah, no, I highlighted him read an article about him at the start of the year highlighted him as a bit of a breakout player and he's gone pretty well I think um, I'm not sure if he was a a massive fan of Stuart I've got no idea I guess not inside the four walls of the club but he couldn't be if he's getting dropped like. yeah um, but no yeah, he's had a like I think he 
start the year off quietly, but he's had a big few, about a big month probably. Well, he's so. out of contract too, so I think they'll give him games for us. Get him in, Clarko. <laughs> Get him in, Clarko. Um, Stephen King is the new coach. I'd still find that really weird because every time I think of Stephen King, I think the of author, the author, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Stephen King. It's just not, it's not vibing with me yet. As I said before, Noah Anderson. So I, I consider he broke out, but my bold call, and we'll get into bold calls now. Noah Anderson, top five in the Brownlow. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that as a cross. He'll probably finish, I reckon, top thirty, maybe. He's played it nearly every game, so he'll, he'll get votes without Took. Um, Rowley will obviously take a few votes off him, but there wasn't really a lot of people that'll get those ones and twos. So maybe he finishes top thirty, but not top five. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, Joey, let's hear about this. Now, there's still a mathematical chance. There's still a chance, but Gold Coast to win a final. Let us know about that. Bit of egg on my face there, maybe. I mean, they did play... They played all right against St. Kilda. They got burnt... I, don't, I can't see them making the eight. They're versing a few teams around them in the run home, so I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, one win out of the eight, but they're sitting 13th, so they'll have a bit of issues with their four, 94% percentage um and that'll probably cause some issues so they'll almost have to get two games up to make it with such a poor percentage which is why i think they probably don't but they've got a decent run home so we'll wait and see um noah i want to know as a north fan you've went with a lot of north ones here Hello? Surprise, surprise. um you've gone with ldu as all australian so that's a definite no he was on his way there after round two <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna finish top 10 in the brown low no yeah okay so He's, he's, he, half the year. He's, he, he's heating up though like what have you thought about his past couple of weeks Cause oh he's his big... first what three weeks of the year everybody haven't seen anything like it before um, and then what did he's did he's hemi or something against before the north game he got pulled pulled early yeah what game was that against north in Lonnie I think it was against himself did he Oh, against Hawks. <laughs> I'm, I'm on. Oh, they did today. That was that downfall. Yeah, that yeah, was the last we were, game. Yeah, in round three. Yeah, we could have been three and oh, and Simpkin and him were out. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he got pulled for there. And then he did a hemi against Port in Hobart. And then only just came back. And he's had a good couple of weeks since coming back. But yeah, that's pretty stupid from on my behalf. Do you reckon Foot. North would beat themselves? While I'm on the. While I've said they've played North, you reckon they'll beat them? You reckon they'd beat each other? Or? What do you mean? One of them going to win. I don't North could beat North at the moment. <laughs> um, oh, God, I went with the North call, and I probably should have stick stuck away because we've already talked about how I reckon he's had a, a bad year, let alone... I've, I've went in AA, and that's Ben McKay. Um, yeah, I'll probably take that on the chin. Um, Joel, you've went with another defender here. You've went with Robert Fox as the best lockdown defender in the league. Care to comment, brother? He has been dropped this year, so... Yeah, yeah. because well, horse sucks. That's why he gets dropped. Oh. But, um, you put that, the horse that, on the that's another That's another chat for another day. 300-game horse. Yeah, let's just put a cross through that. Not my best call. I still like Robbie Fox, but yeah, he's not having the same impact as he was last year. No, I, I'm going to ask you this, and you're going to give me a reaction to this. Do you think it was a tick or a cross? Jason Horn Francis bottles his first year. Cross. <laughs> Jason Horn Francis plays less than ten games. Well, he's played sixteen, so yeah, he's done pretty well. Yeah. I think that's when I was still sold on him. Um, I don't know, kind of moved on a bit, kind of got on with life. Yeah, let the kid live it. Um, surprised I didn't see him at the castle weekend. So, all right, <laughs> we'll quickly uh, roll through these to finish off. Noah, oh, we'll leave that to last. You had Stewie Jew. He's done. 
and that was a tick. So first coach pretty much Come on. the axe. Um, <laughs> Joey, you had Bond Brownlow, who I think is a good chance if it wasn't for Nick Dacos. Yeah. Oh, I still think last year. That was his year to win it. He was stiff last year, but um, he'll be top three, you'd think. Yeah, I think he'd be top three. He could even win it still. Like, there's still a mathematical chance. I think he'll win it. You reckon? Go out there. Put, to, it, put, it out there. put a grill on it, boys. Brady, you hear that? You found it here first. Uh, the um, CEO of Sports Fed, Brady. <laughs> the last one, Noah. Care to comment on this, mate? And Joey, you can come back and tell us how the Swans are going to make the finals. But you made the big call off a grand final appearance that the Swans weren't going to make the grand final. Um, care to comment on that one, mate? Oh, look, it's looking all right now, but at the same time, it's not over to the fat lady sing. So, I mean, they had a good win last week, so I wouldn't be surprised they get done a bit of a glut run. But I'll chime in. I've got a, I've got a fixture in front of me. Freo this Saturday in Perth. I think we beat Freo. I don't think that's unreasonable. Essendon in Melbourne. That's going to be the make or break game. No, you'll, you'll win that. I still think we beat Essendon. Then we got got Battle of the Bridge, GWS. I reckon we win that. Gold Coast at the SCG. Gold Coast at the SCG. That's actually the biggest danger. Are they going to wear the blue jerseys? <laughs> they wear the blue kit. The Swans are out. If Gold Coast wear the OP blue kit, we're stuffed. It could come down to the last Saturday of the year against the Crows in Adelaide. That could stuff they us. They could win all five of those games. It, even if we win four, we're a sniff. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, not much room for error now. Yeah, 100%. You'd think if they lose against Freo on the weekend, they'd be done. Yeah, yeah pretty close. If we lose to Freo. All right, we'll rapid fire through these. Brownlow predictions. I had Bont, Joey had Bont, and Noah had Jack Steele. What? Yeah. <laughs> Jack Steele. I'm sorry, uh, but I, I think we even like supported Jack him. Metal Bolt. He lost a few kilos to start the season, but yeah, mate, I'm not feeling that. <laughs> Never know. Um, Coleman, I had uh, Charlie Kernow. Joey had Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> and Noah had Nick Larkey oh, to stay on the North did. train. Hey, he's sitting third. He's like yeah, in the worst team by far, and he's about four goals behind Charlie Kerner. Yeah. Uh, rising star, Joey and I had Ashcroft, and Noah had Sheasel. You think Sheasel probably wins this one? Oh, they'll find a way not to give it to him. Oh, bloody Vendetta against Norwood, <laughs> eh? Christ almighty. First oh, coach, I wouldn't be surprised if Ashcroft does win. First coach to get the axe. Believe it or not, we all mentioned Ken Hinckley, but I officially went for Ken Hinckley. Joey went for Adam Simpson, who probably shouldn't have a job anymore. And Noah went for Stuart Juice. That's a big tick there. Um, I just want to say one thing before we sort of move on to our mailbag. Who do you reckon has been like some underwhelming players or an underwhelming team this year? Obviously, the Swans have got to be a main point. Can you think of anyone that's sort of been crap this year as a player or... Cal Mills. Cal, Cal Mills has been injury prone, but yeah, he's had a bad year. Heaney? Yeah, Heaney's yeah, a big call. Get him in the middle. They keep sticking him on the half-forward flank. Get him in the guts. He's yeah. a bull. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Lance Franklin. Lance Cripper. Franklin. Cripper's had a good couple of weeks, but yeah, at the start he, of the year, he's struggling a bit. start of the year, yeah. Um, ben McKay. Ben McKay would be up there, 100%. Um, oh, you'd probably have to look at guys from like West Coast. That, you know, I'll tell you who... He's absolutely... McGovern? Yeah, McGovern would be there, but I'll tell you who's chewing up a contract that you'd never hear about. Oh, Nick Andrew Gaff. Oh. He's yeah, been he's playing been and there. you don't hear about him. Like, Andrew well, Gaff is... Well, Nick Nat's another one as well. I haven't seen Nick Nat play for West Coast. He? Yeah, he signed on for two years last year. <laughs> How many... But I've got a question for you. How many games do you think Andrew Gaff played this year? 15? 16? Do you think he's missed a few? Like, how, how noticeable has he been? I reckon he's played, what, 11? 
He's played every game. What? He's played 17 <laughs> games. And he hasn't, like, made an impact at all. So I reckon he's what up is the average? What, how many touches? Oh, he averages 67 fantasy points. If that the, gives you an idea. He's in the 15 disposal market on Sportsbet. So that, I think that says enough. Yeah, that does, actually. As a winger, you know, you, you sometimes break out for those 30 posi games, but... All right, um, we'll move into our mailbag now. And we've got a few questions. Um, and we've got a few talking points that sort of weren't questions, but more statements. So we'll get into those. Um, the first one comes from Mason from Newcastle. He's got two questions. Um, we had to put out a mailbag reach very, very late. So we've only got a couple. And he's provided us with two. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, one's a little bit more fruity than the other. So the first one is... Favorite game you went to on the weekend? No, so tell us the games that you went to and which one. He he actually asked you to rank them from one to four. If you went to four, I'm not sure if you. Yeah, did, I went to four. Um, obviously, number four as the worst would be the North Hawks game. That was an absolute the shit fest, poo slinger event. Literally, North came out and shat in the middle of the ground, and Hawthorne started to eat it. Um, Come on. <laughs> number three, probably the Collingwood game. It was good to watch Collingwood live, but at the same time, Freo yeah. didn't really rock up. Um, I enjoyed this game, second the Carlton Port. That was good. Yep. Good to see the baggers bloody up and about and kicked, what, bloody about seven goals in about five minutes in that second Kicking quarter. Kicking it through the middle of the ground. <laughs> yeah, I've been preaching this for It was good to watch. And like, Port weren't bad either. I thought Port just outplayed by Carlton. That was good to watch and the can't get past number one by the uh, D's and Lions. Oh, yeah, Friday that would night. have been unreal. Had Braddy and Cream next to me the whole night <laughs> tip Lions and they would buddy getting into me all night for tipping the D's and yeah. oh, as yeah. if he, my blood really tipped tipped the D's. He hasn't done it, has he? And like, <laughs> just getting real chirpy because they thought that Lions had it all wrapped up in the last five minutes. D's kicked about four goals and it was beautiful. Jakey Melchum on fire. All right. So we'll go answer the question. Fave game. It's got. I mean, it's pretty easy to pick that one. One point game. Yeah, close finish. Definitely a fave game. Though. Next question is also from Mason Joey. It's for you. He said, Joey, if you had to fly out in the on the Quidditch pitch with one player not Harry Pla- Harry Potter, who would it be? So you can't pick Harry Potter. You're going out in the Quidditch pitch. Ron Weasley, sure. Uh, yeah. Oliver Wood. He bleeds. He bleeds for Gryffindor. That man. Who's the bloke that's like from the um. Like, remember how they did the international games thing? Oh, what, Victor Crumb? Victor Crumb, yeah, he was bloody... Snitzel von Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> Snitzel von Crumb from Binley Megasippi. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, fair enough. But that's a bit of a random question, eh? You, you like your Harry Potter, Joey? I do, mate. I do. Reading, reading the books as we speak. Have you read The Cursed Child yet? No, I don't think I will be. Really? You haven't, just... heard, haven't heard great reviews. Really? I've heard it's okay. Well, um, Big H went and saw the play. Said he liked that, so happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, I I'm, I reckon it's worth it. I reckon it's worth a read, surely. Um, now Noah, from your trip on the weekend, we've been asked to speak about Cream's Casino Expedition. So, <laughs> explain to me. Obviously, you've went to Crown, you've went to the uh, famous Crown Casino, and and had a bit of a punt, if you will, um, on the blackjack tables. I'm guessing what's what's occurred. Um, so watching Creamy, bloody absolutely rub the joint of all their money um, and I'm just watching from afar and to see this bloke walk past me in the green jumper I go jeez that bloke looks familiar and turn around I'm Zach Butters I actually saw Zach Butters early in the day too so I've seen him twice obviously playing footy so three times uh, in the flesh that day and he's rocked up to the casino and he's played next door to Creamy um, 
with a mate. And I'm like, oh, I must be one of his mates from Victoria. That bloke turned around. It was Connor Rosie. I was like, oh my god, Connor Rosie and Butters are playing over there. <laughs> but we made a big deal out of it, and then Creamy ended up playing. Did he talk to him? Oh, it wasn't like directly, but he oh, was playing yeah. blackjack with him for about probably half hour and a few it little snide, a, a few little snide comments <laughs> over that way, and actually convinced uh, Rosie to sit on sixteen a couple of times. And, Did he? Yeah, and actually gave him a bit of lip for not convincing him to sit on sixteen. Uh, when for went, what? For not convincing who? Like, he was upset that Rosie and Butters didn't convince him to sit on 16 when he convinced them and they were successful. Were they chirping back at him or not really? No, nah, that was still not the... the uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, they didn't seem pissed off or anything, but they they looked like two sore boys too. They were both yeah. limping around. Like oh, Rosie well, Butters had, a, had the groin and then Rosie yeah. would belt it all day, so... Yeah, Rosie had a bloody massive bandage on his shin, I think, and he was limping around, so... But no, they went home with a lot of chips, so good on yeah. them. We'll tra- trade him out this week. Trade out Rosie and Butters <laughs> after that. They've been on the punt. Well, who was someone was saying? We live in Newcastle. And we obviously see the Knights out all the time. Um, I mean, he's gone now, so he's a trader. So I'm, I'm going to say it. I see Dom Young at Macca's. I reckon because I, I, I walk. I live close to Macca's. I walk home. You know, obviously indulge in a few uh, quarter pounders every now and then. Indulge. You know how it is. McDoubles um, and he's always there and he's always on the piss Trevor. we saw him at the Mary Ellen the other week we saw him at the Burwood as well oh, I've seen him at the Dell. Uh, yeah hundreds of times like surely he goes to Gold we've got an insider at the Goldbergs he gets oh, a really? sticky date sticky um, date putting it gold usually, yeah. so he's ready for a blowout when he stops playing footy then is that the, <laughs> is that the call um, yeah he's always out and then the Knights were out on Saturday so the, the verdict is Storm 20 plus if they've been on the on the source um, all weekend, it's probably not. Where yeah, were they on the weekend? They were at the exchange, I think. Yeah. Was the call? Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing um, Saifidi was walking past us when we were in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it really? I saw like, Is it really worth it? Like, in, if, doesn't he have a missus as well? Like, is it really worth going out and getting on the source you when you Tigers? Well, yeah. Who cares? Oh, don't, get on me, it, don't even get me started. <laughs> the bloody deaf. Dumb and blind kids on the wing <laughs> on that right side. I was at the game. I'm commenting on the. I'm like, oh, get over, get on that right side, and you just watch them, and you're like, right, well, this is gonna be a try, and you just say it. And I turned to the boys, and I was like, lads, they're gonna score on this right side anyway. And Crookie had a multi on. He had Marju to score. Like him. Yeah, no, nah, he doesn't like the multi that blokes. Um, two or three tries, and whatever it was, um, they kept going to that side, and another bloke could score. He was just doing his nana. Um, didn't end up paying out, but they scored a lot of tries on that right edge. Um, anyway, so my last question is, lads, I messaged this I messaged this to Joey, and he said, you've got rocks in your head, but I'm keen to see your take on it, Noah. Um, I've got a choice on Sunday to go to two games, one's at the MCG, one's at Marvel. So the first game is, the choice is Melbourne v Adelaide at the MCG or St Kilda v North at Marvel. You get rocks in your head, mate. <laughs> Do not waste your eyesight and go to Marvel. That will be, that will be a diarrhea slinging contest. <laughs> like that last game when we played the Saints was genuinely awful. I'm guessing it'll be the same, if not a hundred point blowout. So don't waste your eyesight. Don't do it. Although a bit of a grudge match for Rats, so maybe the boys get up. Oh, here we go. Breaking news from the uh, from the newsroom. Luke Beveridge has broke his hand punching a whiteboard at the SCG <laughs> at half time and he's had surgery today. Is that, is that a, legit? Is that from is that from 
Was that from Jared Wiley or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look it up now to see if it's legit. Okay. It's on Seven News. There you go. Broken hand exposed after furious punch during loss to Sydney Swans. I love how they add furious yeah. punch. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. What does that mean for North Melbourne? Yeah. That's that is the actual question I was thinking about. <laughs> what an absolute! What would you do if he was a if player? Just Bevo's punching whiteboards. Then you, he needs to go. Joey, have you heard this story about Alistair Clarkson in the um, yeah, change yeah. rooms punching himself in the face? Oh, no, sorry, so he one, yeah. so he's doing he's having a spray anyway. He's done his nana and punched himself in the face as hard as he could. <laughs> and um, Xavier Ellis was telling the story and like he's basically said he's punched himself as hard as he could in the face and like. Even like shocked himself with how hard he punched himself. Like he's full like knocked himself about. Yeah, take five, five, <laughs> uh, absolute classic. All right, gents. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, I want to get before we finish. Let's get one bold call from you for the rest of the uh, season. Doesn't have to be too bold. Just something that comes to your head. Um, mine is, and I've got no interest in this with better. I reckon the Melbourne Demons win the flag. I was literally about to say the same thing, so I'll do the same thing. All right, Joey? Um, Swans and Blues feature in September. You are... That is bold. That is bold with a capital B. What, on Mad Monday or in the top eight? (laughs) They have... I was doing a quick little fixture analysis before we came on, and I reckon... I'm actually pretty bullish on Carlton making it. I think the Swans come home with a wet sail and just sneak in. Well, actually, if they win all five, they don't sneak in. They finish, could finish as high as sixth. Yeah, that's a big call, though. They're not in good form. No, they're not, but just find a way. Well, for starters, stop playing Buddy Franklin. Then you might <laughs> find a bit of form. Yeah. All right, lads, that'll probably do us. Um, thanks for jumping on. I appreciate it, as always. Um, I'm sure we'll, we may jump on again in due, due course and do a couple of drafts or do a couple of... Um, segments to keep us going if you enjoyed please let us know um hit us up on the socials but um that's been us thank you thanks Gilly. thanks thanks so much to noah and joe for coming on we really appreciate it. and thanks so much all for doing the hosting duties uh i particularly appreciated your little outro there um that you gave us i think i'm going to clip that one and use it more in the future uh before we let you go today we do have our locks on hand so um ollie has got and forgive me for butchering this name dustin poyer versus justin gaethje i i think i've got that right um and it's at ufc 291 uh, on the 30th of july so it's coming up very shortly it will be this weekend um, should be a good one there. Uh, as for me, I'm going to, in honour of Noah coming on the podcast, I'm going to go with North Melbourne to win. Not going to do a line or anything funny for this one. Just going to go win flat out against West Coast in the battle for the spoon. Um, it'd be hard to take the spoon off West Coast at this point. Um, yeah, I, I think they've just about locked that one in, and I think a loss to uh, North will all but seal it for them. Uh Thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate all of your support. Like we said, keep on in touch with the podcast. Make sure you're following on all of our socials. We've got so many exciting things coming out, including we've got our merch coming out. We've got our partnership with Major Sports Collectibles. We've got our exciting 
Civil War series coming up, which we'd love for you to get involved with. So make sure that you do get in touch with us for that one. Uh, at Road Trip Sports Pod is where you can find us for any details on all of the exciting things that we've got coming up. We are so, so excited to hear from you all. Um, make sure you uh, also like at Major Sports Collectibles, our major sponsor once again. At Major Sports Collectibles, your one-stop shop for anything memorabilia that you need. We hope you have a wonderful week. We hope that your team wins unless they're playing one of ours or the mighty Frio Dockers. And we'll see you next time.